A project manager and a developer go into a bar and record a podcast. Welcome to the Scope Creepers. I am Pedro Madruga, the developer. And I'm Christian Shalem, the project manager. Welcome. It's our very new episode about the hiring process. Um, I thought about organizing this in the following way, Christian. Let me know if I'm wrong or right. Um, I'm gonna, well, I would like you to start with the, the, what's the normal hiring process for a project manager, a normal hiring process for a developer. And then we'll see, well, let's fight each other to death. Well, it's a very much depends on what kind of project we're talking about uh, and which culture and which project uh, methodology. Um, basically, I, I can say that I have only once been actually hired for a job that I got interviewed for originally. Normally, it's like, oh, well, we've got this other job we'd like to talk with you about instead. So hmm. uh, <laughs> it's very difficult to say that it's a typical hiring process in my case. Normally, I think um, people have some very strange ideas about what they need from a project manager, and it's like totally wrong. Uh, but often, when they when they see what they need, then they know how to change their track. So it's um, it's kind of weird. How do you know that they're totally wrong? Well, let's say a lot of people are advertising for a project manager who is. Uh, also very experienced, practically an expert in the subject matter that they're working with. Hmm. But uh, then you won't be a project expert, right? It's very difficult to have two different professionalisms at the same level at the same time. And I would say that uh, it's uh, much more easy to, to switch industry uh, than it is to switch from being, let's say, a developer or a general manager to become a project manager. Right. So... Most of the times you get into a project while everything is on fire? Well, that's my story of my life. Uh, <laughs> in, a lot of in a lot of cases, um, uh, I think some companies uh, make a grave mistake and they promote some poor person who is doing very well as an engineer or marketing person into the project management job thinking it's uh, they're doing them a favor. And very often <laughs> they're not. Um, also, there's like different kinds of project managers. There are people who are very good in the startup phase. There's people who are good at controlling disasters. There are people who, uh, who are good at the long, hard slog, and there are finishers as well, right? And mm. it all very much depends on what you need at the moment. All right. How does the, I mean, how does the, the, the company knows the profile? Of they don't. The project, they don't. It's kind they of. Very, a... they, they very often don't. If you talk to a lot of project managers, they would say that they landed in this by accident, and mm. either they ran screaming away, or uh, <laughs> they actually found out it was uh, learned the hard way how to do things, and that this would be an interesting thing for them. So it's it's um it's not it's it's not very often a planned career in my experience. Um, it's very often something that happens to you, right? Yeah, it's a bit of, um, I wouldn't say to all the developers, but about the the part not knowing or knowing what kind of project manager or developer is, you the company can't really know to a full extent. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a shot in the dark, if I can say. Yeah, and remember, I would say that some like in the like ten or fifteen years ago. You would have a lot of people who grew into becoming, let's say, web developers by accident. Uh, uh -huh. And those were not people with a technical background. Today, you have a lot of trained people who are actually 
learned this stuff in school, right? So it's a very different yeah. story. Um, you also have people who learn project management, but not in the same amount at all, uh, mm -hmm. as opposed to how many people get project management jobs. Yeah, I think uh, for for the developer part, it's it's either recruiter or you apply for a job. Um, I yeah, you know, a lot of people have this idea that all you have to do as a developer is raise your hand and say you want a new job, and then somebody comes by and offers it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's actually not that simple. Um, but it's it's fairly easy these days um, for obvious reasons. Um, the I've been in both sides of the question, so being the person who hires and the person who is hired, uh, being mm -hmm. either represented by a recruiter or being on my own. Um, I do enjoy actually going myself knocking on doors because it means that I've done some homework on the company and I'm knocking because I'm knocking on the door because I want to be there. Um, but recruiters obviously save time. Uh, and then you have uh, a couple of stages uh, for the hiring process as a developer. You can either be just one of those cases where it's just you get hired instantly, uh, but it's mostly you have some sort of exercise either on uh, yeah, a coding exercise to bring home and to discuss or a, a, an exercise on the whiteboard that you need to do on the place. And I profoundly disagree with those kind of exercises to hire someone. I don't think the whiteboard represents anything. Um, but um, hopefully, uh, yeah, you have a coding exercise, you go home, you, you do it. And uh, this is after, obviously, the people of the company have looked at your profile and it matches. There's a small talk uh, between you and the, and the people in the company. And then this exercise comes and then there's usually there's a, an extra talk where people just say, okay, uh, final details. Um, it's still... Um, it's not a very lengthy process, but it has some stages if done properly. And yeah. I don't know if it's that complex with for project managers. Well, it's much more about interviews. It's about the uh, the application, and it's about interviews very much. And very often, you get to talk to a lot of people in a company before you get the job. Sometimes you're in an interview with two or three people, or even up to five people at the same time. Uh, sometimes you are in several interviews. Once I've been through um, an exercise, uh, but but normally it's like talking to a lot of different stakeholders and a lot of different people who would need to invest trust in this person, and who this person will need to balance people's interests and and progress at the same time. So a lot of talking uh, and not very much else actually. Yeah. Um... Okay, now comes the tough questions. Uh, as a project manager, how do you think the hiring process for developers should be improved? Or even better, da -da -da, if you could choose uh, uh, the hiring mm -hmm. process of a developer, how would you go about that? Well, uh, actually, we've been experimenting with like, there are sites where you can go and certify your technical skills. Um, and uh, a lot of people are starting to use that in the hiring process because it takes the awkwardness of giving you an exercise uh, out of the question. I'm very mm -hmm. much into learning the personality and the philosophy of the person I'm working with. Um, will they be a good match for the team um, culturally? Um, with their attitude, uh, how do they regard uh, quality? Do they have any ideas or ambitions with what they do? 
how many front-end frameworks have they dumped this week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, stuff like that. Um, uh, and, and that's actually much more interesting for me because um, then, then, then the coding part, um, I normally would have a technical person who would be the, the last voice on that because yeah. I'm going to be spending more time with that person than I do with my family, right? Um, yeah. We're going to be spending uh, eight to 10 hours a day, five days a week for the next year or two together. Yeah. And I want to know that uh, we will be functioning on the same team, that you will be fitting into the team and that... Uh, how do you react when you're uncomfortable? How do you react when you are insecure? How do you react when you're overly confident? That's the kind of stuff that I want to know about. But uh, you can't know uh, that in, a, in an interview. Sorry. No, but you know, there are always little red flags that you can immediately recognize. Uh, sorry? Now, now I'm curious. Yeah, but like, um, I mean, everybody's got a quirky personality and I never met a developer who didn't have a quirk in his personality, at least one. Um, but you can find out, I mean, what's the uh, size of this person's ego? Yeah. Um, how does this person react when you're asking tricky questions? Does he, does he just make shit up, uh, right? Um, does he avoid the questions or does he face the challenge and try to to work with it. I mean, that that's the kind of things that are important to me because um, in in particular in the Scandinavian countries for developers, you need people who are who can think critically, but also be independent and provide the solutions very often themselves. Hmm. Uh, and that's the part of the working culture here. And, and that's the kind of person you need. You can't you can't really use a person who will just do what he's told and nothing else. Right? Yeah. I think the ego part, I think it's, you hit the nail on the head, uh, at least from my perspective. Um, it's uh, it's immensely important that someone goes there and aligns the expectations on what they can bring. Um, so if they can exclude their or part of their ego, that would be great because it would avoid a lot of problems. Um, obviously, yes. the technical knowledge, yes, of course, uh, bring me a good uh, developer who can not only code, but knows all the stages of development um, in a good way, and especially knows how to work in in a team. Um, and this is where ego comes in again. Um, so ideally, um, the hiring process, from my perspective, would be someone who yeah who went through this, these stages, the interview part, the, the technical interview part, um, came out, okay um but has a nice uh, way of approaching teamwork that's optimal uh, for me and I, I mentioned this in i think it was our uh, first episode which is uh, there's a article on uh, on new york times which mm -hmm. was google's quests you know for uh, the perfect team and it all came down to empathy and this is something that i really really look uh, into a person uh, if I'm being the hired one, I also try to find how 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 do these um, how do these people work together? How do they talk with each other? And try to get the the gist out of um, out of the interview in terms of you know empathy, of course. Have you ever so, have you ever been in a situation, Pedro, where you during the hiring process as a candidate uh, find out that I don't really want to work in this company because I don't like the culture and the people? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, 
I had uh, a couple of questions thrown at me that were extremely uh, personal. I don't want to go in that direction because, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, and then I had uh, you know I had a job interview where I in the technical part I had to code in the whiteboard in a room that was uh, two meters by three meters, and I had uh, not been given coffee. I was just thrown into a room and said, "Do this," and it was next to the lunch. Uh, canteen and I said and they said hey, you need to uh, code the bowling game rules I was like mm-hmm. okay this is very a huge red flag um, so and then right. I think yeah. uh, because um, first of all the whiteboard doesn't represent anything at all um, I I profoundly disagree that the whiteboard represents a real day uh, work you're not going to be mm-hmm. on with your pen and, and, and a paper or in, in, in the board coding every day. Also, you'll be able to access Google <laughs> if you need to Google something. If you go to documentation, you should be able to do so. Um, where in so, the whiteboard, so as long as you have got Stack Overflow to take care of your shit, then you can be a good programmer? Well, that's part of being a programmer. You can go on Stack Overflow multiple times a day. Steal from the best, um, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It, I don't mean necessarily stealing, but but everybody has uh, done that at some point in their career. But at least getting some indication on where to go, people do that every day, multiple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think uh, the wrong set of questions in the non-technical interview and the wrong set of uh, exercises in the technical interview are huge red flags for me. I don't. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I've I've like I've been in several situations where. I was thinking, I am not sure I agree with the the values that these people are putting into the way they're running the company. Mm. Um, and I, that's like uh, one situation where I was actually very happy that the process uh, stopped and I was already almost made up my mind that I wouldn't have continued it myself anyway. Um, mm. And in other situations, I've been into, I've been in, in a hiring process where I thought, well, there is something about the qualities of the, of the specific people I'm sitting here with that is that is warning me that they will be very difficult to work with. And sometimes I should have heeded those warnings. Uh, and mm-hmm. other times I'm glad I didn't, right? But So you, I can make a general rule, but I would say, I mean, use your intuition, man. And when, when, when human red flags pop up, specifically as a project manager, when you're meeting, you're meeting your stakeholders, you're meeting the people who are going, who are going to be your customers, and if stuff like um, inconsistent uh, views on things, mm. um, wh- if they don't explain things that you ask about in a clear way, but like avoid the issues and stuff like that, then I know I'm going to get problems with them as a project manager uh, later uh, on. Worst interview you've ever been? Worst interview I've ever been. Oh, wow. Um <laughs> I actually would say that I've been in not so much an interview, but a process where I spent a huge amount of time talking to senior people in an organization. I spent a lot of time preparing uh, forms and tests for the interview application, and I did Skype talks with them, and I had like like five different individual talks where I had to travel, and I never heard back from them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I can, that was I can... really, really sucky, to be honest. <laughs> Especially if it's abroad, right? 
Was it abroad? Yeah, yeah, it was near this case, but still, I mean, I invested a lot of time and I didn't even get any feedback at all. I mean, no, yes, no, 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 nothing. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it's a small industry, right? So I won't forget that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll remember the people and I remember the company. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Um, I think I don't really have the worst interview I've ever been. I've been in some bad ones, but not not. I think I don't think of one that that has that was horrible or anything whatsoever. Um, but it does suck sometimes because there were some interviews that I also did prepare as much as I could, and well, it was a no go. Um, and that happens. That's fine. That's part of the process. I think. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, they are free to choose uh, who they choose. Um, I've been in interviews where the candidate was like, I mean, why did you come here? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't understand why we're sitting in this room together. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling information out of this person with open and active questions. I'm getting yes and no, and I don't think so. And uh, I mean, oh, man. Is and this like, a developer or what? No, not in this case, but like very painful situation where I'm sitting there with an HR person, we're doing an interview with a candidate, and after five minutes, we know this is going to be a very long hour for everybody. Right? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, you have to be polite, you have to be professional, but I was like 10 seconds from saying, sorry, this is not going to work out, let's stop it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get, to, you get the feeling, yeah, ah. definitely. I've been um, in that kind of interview several times, actually. And yeah. I think, is that person here for, for show or for fun or because he's curious or whatever? Or yeah. Obviously, he didn't read the the job ad. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, that happens, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I think we can uh, yeah, we can agree that uh, it, it, it it's really important to have these soft skills, the human skills, um, which is... Not that common, in, in, especially in a developer, of course. I mean, a project manager, manager, I don't even consider a soft skill being able to deal with people. That's the main skill, right? Or one of the, the main, main skills. Skill. Yes. Um, so so. Um, I, ideally, in the hiring process, if yeah, this is only theoretical, right? In an ideal world, uh, both the, the lead developer and the project manager, if, if the case would fit, would be there so they can uh, both get a feeling of how who who is the person um if uh, i was the interviewed um i would like uh yeah you know some well first of all some enthusiasm so i've been in places where it's like okay you you come here and this is the job and blah 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 and some other places people are like yeah we love this this is super exciting i like that I like the passion um also but you can't be passionate by... about everything. And man, sometimes you get these job ads where they say, "Are you passionate about insurance solutions?" <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you can be, yeah, probably there's someone there, there is out there. I think I know, and I respect that. But I mean, man, I mean, I mean, is it your big dream to create this piece of software for this e-commerce yeah. shop for the next three years? Nope. <laughs> I just want a job. Kind of thing. I would hire the honest like person in the news. Yeah, but like companies are, I mean, companies are just as bad at hiring people as people are at going to job interviews and writing applications, yeah. right? They don't know what they want, but they're getting it. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, job ads are uh, uh, an episode in itself. 
Yeah, um, they are. I think so too. Been, yes. Some of them are actually quite good. Some of them try to shoot in every direction. We want the Messiah developer who knows everything, who yeah. touches and turns everything into gold. Um, they do that with real project managers too. Like you have five years of experience. You're a very, very good developer. You are the, one of the best project managers in the country. You always deliver on time, on budget, and on <laughs> scope. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, stop, stop, stop. Ain't gonna happen. Right? Yeah. Forget it. I mean, yeah. Um, there was a, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but there was a tweet I saw the other day that says, um, I already have my uh, wedding date set, but mm. I don't even know who the person is. And this is a quote <laughs> from every software development pro <laughs> project ever. Um, yeah. So you set the wedding date and then, uh, yeah, you go there and meet the person. Anyway, yes. uh, final thoughts before picks? Um, well, I think I think it's uh, it's important not to think that there is one right way of hiring somebody. I think if, for me, it's very much about finding new ways all the time um, because people are different and jobs are different and companies are different. All right. Um, picks? I actually have something relevant this time. Oh. Uh, it's an audiobook from Audible. Um, and we know we're not sponsored by Audible, but still, um, it's a very interesting book called Spy the Lie by a number of uh, former CIA officers. Um, mm -hmm. They're called uh, Philip Houston, Michael Floyd, and Susan Carnicero. And this is a really fascinating, it's a bit short of an audiobook. Um, it's only about four and a half, five hours, but it's really fascinating because it uh, enables you to recognize when people are bullshitting you. Uh, and that's a very useful <laughs> tool when you're doing uh, job interviews. And I, I found this audiobook about uh, three months ago, and I was looking like, oh, man, I wish I'd heard this before, about <laughs> a little earlier, right? Uh, you know, sometimes yeah. you follow over something like that. Um, so Spy the Lie uh, on Audible, it's it's very cool and it's fascinating. And they go through, like, politicians and they they tear them apart. <laughs> nice. Um, I did, to be honest, thinking about that, um, there's yeah. a book called What Everybody Is Saying. Um, and yeah, it's kind of related. It's, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it's what everybody, what every space body is saying. So it's a former FBI agent. Um, mm -hmm. that, yeah, he wrote a book and now he's a consultant and he basically reads body language. And it's so interesting knowing the body language and I can't really um, uh, yeah, interpret what people are saying with their body when I'm talking actively with them, but analyzing in third person, it, there's so much going on um, that uh, yeah, makes every conversation interesting. Um, yeah, so those two books together and you're going to be one hell of an interviewee or interviewer. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I, I didn't have any pick, so I'm going to go with that one. Um, Great. What everybody is saying. Fantastic. It almost sounds like we planned it. <laughs> <laughs> Every word we say has been planned beforehand. <laughs> okay. All right, now that's another episode. <laughs> um, all right. I think that's our episode for today. Yes. Hello, audience. Again, you've been listening to the Scope Keepers podcast. I am the project manager, Christian. I'm Pedro Madruga, the developer. And we'll be back. But not but soon. Yeah, we, uh, we, at least we won't promise you when, right? No wedding day. Yeah, that's 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 the word. If if you reach to this point of the podcast, I think everything is awesome. Quote Lego. <laughs> exactly. 
Bye. See ya.